Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Okay, let's see if we have Trey Biddy. You there, Trey? Hey, guys. There he is. How about that? We didn't have to wait 10 minutes. We didn't have to play the entry again. That's really good, huh? We like that. Uh, okay, well, we've already that's got a call standard. for you. Yeah, that's right. Okay, now let's see what happens because we have a call for you. And we're going to see if it works first time. And then, of course, we can talk about practice today, too. But J.W. in Batesville has been waiting to talk to Trey Biddy. So you're on, J.W. Hey. Oops, you know, it's the Trey Biddy factor. Oh, J.W., J.W. call back. He got, he got to say hi, and that was it. <laughs> I was about to say two for two, but. Uh, Boy, Trey, you're, nope. it's, it's Man. tradition, isn't it? It is tradition. Well, the phone's yep. ringing. J.W. Back. <laughs> Not sure what happened there. I but. think it happens. It, it, the funniest thing is, Trey Shap, if you've listened to us much at 5 o'clock, this happens almost every day. Yeah. Whoever the first, yeah. whoever the, after the first caller, it's all okay. Yep. Uh, but after that, and, and Well, J. I can w. tell you that earlier today I was doing a Zoom here at the station. The entire station lost internet. Ooh-wee. That was not good. Yeah, you don't want that at all. That's tough. Well, guess what? This guy, J.W., is persistent. He called back quickly. So, J.W., have we got you this time? Yes. I want to okay. Say. All right. Talk that's quick before we lose thing. you. No, he's locked in. We're good to <laughs> okay, go. Okay, that's good. All right. Hi, J.W. Good to have you on. Hey, Trey, I got a question for you. Last year, mm-hmm. the most physical, bigger, most dominant back, and Rocket Sanders had his moments, but it was Dominic Johnson. Yeah. All I've heard this year was Sanders, Sanders, Sanders. So what yeah. I want to know is what has happened? Is it an injury or is Sanders just out playing him? Or what happened to Dominic being the bigger, physical, more and you know, I mean, what, you, know he, you know he's got a, a knee injury, right? Well, so I've had, been working so much, I have not kept yeah, up. Yeah, so Dominic, no. Dominic hurt yet. his knee in the Outback Bowl. He missed the entire spring. He's missed all of fall camp also. I'm hoping we'll see him on the 22nd when school starts, but I don't know what the timetable is exactly for his return. But that's why that's why you're not hearing him too much. Okay. Well, that explains everything then. Okay. It does, oh, yeah. All right. Thank you so much. All right, and, 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 Trey, that's, that's one thing that I, I don't know if – they really came out and told us how severe that injury was. They never did. They kept it very quiet, actually. And in fact, never have said anything like ACL or, or anything like that. That's never been uttered from coaching staff or anybody. But obviously, when you're talking about months and months of recovery time for a knee injury, uh, unless you've had knee replacement surgery, then it's probably an ACL. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what, what we would assume right now. And if it um, is an ACL, he might not be ready for the first Mid, couple of games. Mid-season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, six, mid-season. eight months or so. Um, I mean, I'm not a doctor. These young guys heal quick, and, you know, they've got – they're not like you and me where, you know, they've got professionals working on them all day if they need it, you know. I mean, they have – you know, they're getting treatment twice a day and stuff, plus they're, you know, 19, 20 years old or so, and uh, that tends to, <laughs> to heal a lot quicker than me being 44. 
so I'm hoping that he'll be back pretty soon. Pittman says, you know, Cincinnati game's out. Obviously, you know, he's missing all the camp. He's 247 pounds right now, so they want him more 235, 240. That'll come, you know, once he gets, you know, running around and everything. But um, I wonder how long it's going to be. kind of indicated the South Carolina game might be a possibility, but at the same time, that's just kind of, you know, Pittman's about as honest as they come, but that's kind of very, very coach speak <laughs> thing right. to say, because uh, obviously he's going to miss the opener, and then you know maybe you you keep it quiet a little bit about the uh, the South Carolina game, whether or not he could be available for that, and so um, we'll see. Uh, Dominic's a, a heck of a player. AJ Green, I think a lot is expected of him, but AJ is not that proven. He's had a couple of good catches and a couple of good runs and stuff, but you know, nowhere on the level that Dominic Johnson uh, had last year or Rocket Sanders. You know, AJ's kind of you're hoping he's a, he's going to be a really good back for you uh, versus you know what you got in Dominic. So, sooner he gets back the better. I'll tell you yeah. one thing I've done is guys, I I I I want football to get here so fast that I've yeah. gone back and I've watched some of those games from last year like the Texas game. The Been Texas A and M game, uh, just just to try and familiarize myself and remind myself of what this player was able to do, what that player was able to do, and and the fact that in the Texas game you got to see Jalen Catalan play a whole lot because after the A and M game he wasn't out there. Yeah, yeah. Right before uh, Shap, right before the start of camp. I did Texas, Alabama, and Ole Miss games from last year mm-hmm. and watched them fully um, just because I knew this time of year comes and, you know, I, I look up and the day is over. It's just I think we're, what are we, 12 practices in right now? Mm-hmm. It feels like we're 24 practices in, and that's the number. <laughs> that's how many you get before the first day but the uh, mm-hmm. for the first game, but the game is still, what, 16 days away or something. Um which sounds just just like a little bit, but this is the longest two weeks of the year coming up. This is the longest yeah. two weeks. Fall camp ends on Saturday. School starts the 22nd. Practice picks up. Rehearsal week, and uh, it's a long couple of weeks before that first game gets here. But um, yeah, you, so you asked something about you mentioned something about Jalen Catalan. I just kind of took it off on a different direction, Chap. Well, no, I was just saying the fact that you know, refreshing myself that yeah. Jalen yeah. Catalan is, is still on this team and mm-hmm. seeing what he did in the game against Texas and what we know he can do, but the fact that after the A and M game, he didn't he didn't play last year because that was the game where he broke his hand mm-hmm. and then still played in that game, but then they held him out after that. Yeah, he definitely wasn't the same player. Just the combination of broken hand, bad shoulder. That's just right. you know, that's just that's not gonna work for many football players. So getting Catalan back, a lot of people don't think about him um, you know you see him in pretty you know mock drafts and stuff like that yeah. but a lot of people around the nation forget about how good Jalen Catalan actually is which I'm proud to say by the way 24-7 sports uh, and CBS our preseason All-America team on the second team does feature Jalen Catalan so um, we haven't forgotten about him uh, so that's uh, but that's a that's a big addition to have back there I think Jalen Catalan's the best safety Arkansas has had since probably Steve Atwater Atwater, I was pretty young. Really, uh, I think so. I Kenoy think he Kennedy. Is. Kenoy Kennedy Kenoy, was pretty that, good. I know it's a, yeah. it is a mouthful. I, okay. I, trust me. Ken Hamlin. Ken yeah, Hamlin. Ken Cor- Hamlin. Kenoy Kennedy. Bagil Vaughn. Anybody you want to throw yeah. out there, I think that Jalen Catalan is better. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty heady stuff there. Well, another one that thinks highly of him is ESPN. They rank their hundred 
top players of college football, and they have K.J. Jefferson ranked 32nd, Bumper Pool 39th, and Jalen Catalan 66th. So that's three Razorbacks in ESPN's top 100 in all of college football. Trey, I, I'm yeah. going to guess it's been a long time since Arkansas would have had three guys in the college football top 100. Yeah, probably so. And what are there, 131 teams this year in yeah. FBS and yeah. 65 Power 5 teams? So to have three in the top 100, that's certainly notable. Obviously, <laughs> you know, everybody's got 22 players or 24, I guess, with a kicker and punter that maybe yeah. they would like to see on that list. So. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, let's be honest. There's another one with KJ Jefferson on it. Also, the uh, 24/7 Sports did its top. I believe it's top. What is it? Top top quarterbacks. I believe top quarterbacks across the country, and they have no, they have KJ number four on that list. So, um, it's good to see Arkansas's players' names on a lot of preseason lists. But we've seen that happen before, and the yep. season didn't go as Got expected. Gotta yeah, win. it's it's definitely better to have them on a postseason list. So, right, uh, right. But it's good this time of year to get any kind of recognition, whether it's a preseason poll or a uh, preseason All-American list or any kind of ranking. Well, it's good also to have Savage on because Savage has been kind of funny here the last kind couple of times he's called. You got kind of some jokes to tell today, Savage? I ain't got a joke, but I can tell you <laughs> outside of Atwater and Kenil Kennedy, I would put put him at number two or number three. I'd put Zach Painter on that list. Well, he was well. Like, Painter he was, was really more, a yeah. rover cornerback type player. Yeah. yeah, I think they called his position Maybe. rover. His last he was a year. cornerback the first couple years, few yeah. years of his career, and then yeah. he moved to that rover. Um, Right. Safety. I think Flowers maybe was a the, Jeremy the other Flowers guy. and yeah. David yeah. Barrett Eric were the other yeah. two. They were the cornerbacks on that team. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. they were really, really good. But yeah. you know, talk about a slusher. You know what slusher brings to the table. You know, when he came in for Catalan last year, and then you think they're going to scheme. You know, for Hudson Clark and Trey, you can get on this one. I mean, I think they're going to attack this kid left and right. And how do you think it's going to hold up? If, if, you know how it's going to play out. I'll get off for guys. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Savage. I think Hudson does some things that are really good. I think he gets, I think he gets too much um, hate. I guess is the word for it. Um, I don't think he's. When you talk about the guys I don't know that if are it's hate. He gets criticized. I wouldn't call it hate. criticized. He gets, sure, he's he's criticized. Yes. All right, that's a better word. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. we so, we show love, we show hate, right? Right. Uh, but uh, Rick doesn't like it, so we use it. But uh, you know, so. He does get a lot of criticism, and I yeah. think a lot of it's undue. Um, he, in my opinion, struggles on uh, double moves. That's something that it seems to cause him a little bit of problem. I guess, um, you know, regaining that speed, I guess, getting back up to speed quickly. And then there are other things that he does really well at. You know, um, I think he's good in the end zone a lot of times. I mean, if it's a jump ball, he's 6'2 and pretty rangy. Uh, he made a good play today. He had boxing gloves on today. They were putting boxing gloves on the D-packs. Uh, he would have had the ball, but he had boxing gloves on, so Quincy McAdoo just went and took it from, from out of his hands, basically, <laughs> on a play in the end zone, uh, which was a really good play by McAdoo, but I don't know if it would have happened without the boxing gloves. But um, he does some good things. And, you know, I, again, I think he is, you know, unjustly criticized. Defensive backs are going to give up big plays. I mean, Monteric Brown gave up a monster play against Auburn last year, if you guys remember late in that game. Yeah, sure um, did. And you know, it, it happens. Even yep. even Catalan has given up plays. It's pretty rare right. that that happens. But, 
it happens to all of them. You know, Ladarius Bishop last year against Rice, I believe he had two pass interference penalties against him. Um, but everybody only wants to talk about Hudson Clark. And he's not perfect. He's probably not an NFL guy. Um, he's, again, he's, I think he struggles most on that double move, but he does bring some good qualities to the table. Um, does not have elite speed. I mean, I've seen, I saw him get burned a couple times, um, you know, by Malik Hornsby, which Malik's going to burn a lot of people. Yeah. But um, I don't think he – when you talk about the two deep defensive backs, I don't think Hudson Clark is on the bottom of that list at all. I'm not going to say who I think is, but it's not Hudson. <laughs> That's good. Okay, we got another call for you, Trey. Shane in Walnut Ridge. Hi, Shane. You're on. Uh, yeah, a quick story about uh, Jalen Catalan. Uh, right before practice started, we were coming out of the dressing room, and we walked down to the indoor practice facility, and Jalen was walking across, and my nine-year-old stepson was just in awe, and Catalan stopped and interacted with him, put him in his uh, wide receiver route, and, you know, just interacted with him for about 10 minutes. And, uh, he said, hang on a second, I got something for you. And he went in the dressing room and got his cleats from the old Miss game and gave wow. them to him and gave Goodness. him some gloves. And, I mean, just a, a great kid. I mean, he's as good a kid as he is a uh, football player. And um, we got a bunch of them up there. I just thought you'd like to good know story. the little story. It's a great story. Great. All right, great. Thank yeah. you, Shane. Thanks for sharing yep. that. Okay, so, Trey, you brought up an interesting point. I didn't want to pass on it. Arkansas has defensive backs wearing boxing gloves. What's the theory mm. behind that? Uh, to keep them from getting handsy, <laughs> to uh, to make sure that they stick to their fundamentals. They had a meeting at 2:15, a little while after practice, a couple hours after practice today, and you know they're the they're you know going to have that film all broken down, and it's going to be about alignment and you know um, hand placement and you know all of these different types of things that are very fundamentally driven. When you get down one on one. And really, the defensive back is at a disadvantage because he knows exactly what kind of coverage he's getting, you know, from the defensive back. So it's kind of a disadvantage, and you see it getting pretty physical and pretty handsy. So I think this was just a, you know, a moment to say, hey, you know, we're going to take your, you know, your ability to grab away and uh, and see how you perform. I thought they actually did pretty well overall, although the offense, you know, definitely got the bet, the the upper hand. First of all, it's it's a you know, it's it's an advantage uh, drill for the offense. You know, it's more it, – it's a defensive drill too, but there's definitely an advantage for the offense in it. But I thought the offense got the best of them, but a large part of that is because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Hudson Clark probably had an interception but couldn't hold on to it because of the boxing gloves. Is there so any that's... way that we can send those boxing gloves to Nick Saban at Alabama for when they play Arkansas so that their <laughs> cornerbacks won't be so handsy? <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, doesn't work that way, does it? I don't think so. Well, that, that's an interesting concept. Barry Odom, I think, says he has done that before. Has he done it before at Arkansas that you recall? It feels like maybe they did do that before, maybe some other kind of glove or something, but they didn't tell the players about it. They just kind of dumped the box out and said, put your gloves on. and uh, Put your dukes up. Yeah. <laughs> well, one, one guy in the secondary I've heard you mention before, but he seems to be getting a lot of mention the last couple of days is Latavius Brini. 
Yeah. Uh, transfer from Georgia. He's like listed as second team right now, but is he a guy that can be a real factor in the secondary? Absolutely. I think he's probably, you know, competing right there. I think they've got a pretty pretty fair too deep. Now, I would put Jalen Cattle on, you know, in a, in a place by his, his, himself. Um, but Brainy, uh, Jaden Johnson, Simeon Blair, Jalen Catalan, it feels like those guys are all, you know, fairly, you know, not equal because Catalan's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they feel pretty comfortable with all four of those guys. And so – and I think it's probably the same at cornerback. Nickel, I would say, you know, Slusher probably – Maybe stands a little bit alone, but nickel and boundary safety are very similar positions, uh, as we've heard him say several times. Um, and and Jaden Johnson can play that spot also. And, you know, they like what they've seen out of Ja'Cory Turner and stuff too. But I would say uh, those four safeties are pretty equal. And, you know, I was saying the other day you play, probably play your defensive backs ideally 80% of the snaps or so. Um, but I mean, I don't. I'm not saying it's going to be 50-50, but I, I think it'll be a, a pretty free rotation with those guys. That you don't feel so bad about putting the second guys out there, right? Except yeah. for replacing Catalan with anybody, right? Well, of course, <laughs> right. right. He, may, he may take 90 percent of the snaps. Yeah, Slusher would be the closest guy, I think, um, to Catalan. Uh, but you know, he's playing more nickel now. Trey, I know when Sam Pittman was here in Little Rock on Monday, he explained to those at the Little Rock Touchdown Club about why they are practicing at different times leading up to that Mm -hmm. first week. And obviously next week they're going to go to uh, the later time for practice because school starts on Monday and everything. But um, from your perspective, the times that you've been able to watch, what has stood out to you the most? Competitiveness. Uh, you know, today was fantastic. You know, they had probably their best, you know, inside run period um, today. The low red zone work that they did with the boxing gloves, with the wide receivers and D-backs was fantastic. For Fantastic viewing, I thought. Um, and we've got a lot of video of that, too. But that, I think, has been what has jumped out to me. And I've said this before about this team, you know, man for man, depth, all of that stuff. It's about as complete – you know, Arkansas has had some game breakers on offense, obviously. I'm not saying, like, you know, put this guy, these guys against, you know, Darren McFadden, Peyton Hillis, Felix Jones and stuff, uh, or, you know, Matt Jones, you know, having, having game breakers like that on offense can do a lot for you. But when I look at the balance of this team depth-wise, position for position, man for man, it's, it's as good a group top to bottom as I've seen in a really long time. I mean, a really long time. And a big part of that, though, is the transfer portal. And I'll tell you, there mm-hmm. are those, you know, within the program that think the same thing that I think. Because I've had that discussion, like, man, y'all look really good. Um, and they're like, you know, I know. And, you know, I, my thought is, like, is everybody is everybody feeling like this? Is everybody across <laughs> the SEC saying, man, yeah. we look pretty good. Yeah. We look yeah. pretty deep. But – you know, what's the what's the difference? The difference is, you know, you've got teams like Ole Miss with 17 transfers. You know, that's a quarter of that, an eighth of that yeah. was a lot of a couple of years a ago. That's a and, lot. you know, so what if Arkansas didn't have Terry Hampton or Landon Rogers or, excuse me, Landon Jackson or 
um, uh, Jordan Dominic or mm-hmm. Drew Sanders or Latavius yeah. Brini or Dwight McLaughlin or Jaden Hazelwood or Matt Landers. Would they have holes there? Yeah. Would be as deep. Yeah. They would. We'd be talking about freshmen playing. We'd be talking right. about half the freshman class contributing probably versus, you know, four or five. And that's where I think the six. difference is going to be this year is the fact that you're going to have players that have played instead of you're having freshmen that are having to play. Exactly. Okay, we got, we got Danny from Nashville. Hold, with, real quick, but okay. the, the question is, is everybody else experiencing that also? True. Okay, with the Danny, ask quick. Ask quick. If you got a question yes, for Trey. Uh, right there towards the end of the season, it came obvious when A.J. Green got on the field, they were either going to do that little delayed handoff or a swing pass. I was going to get your thoughts on that. And also you said just a minute ago that Hudson Clark is not an NFL player. But asked to cover NFL receivers about every week. That's I'll, right. Good I'll point. Okay, Green, roll for Green this year. Yeah, well, I actually thought he got better at running, running between the tackles as the year got on. I thought he got a little bit tougher. He's added some weight. I think he might be up to 210-plus or so. Um, so that's where he's really got improved. We know he's got the speed, though.